This is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another episode of Ali Le Rouge. I'm joined by regulars John Nicholson, Keith Colvin, and Steve Monaghan. Well, what a traumatic few weeks it's been since the World Cup. The only positives in the last couple of games, I'd say, was that we kept clean sheets against Wolves and Chelsea. So, I mean, what has gone wrong? I mean, it's, we had, you know, we had, um, we've had bad seasons before when we got beaten six times on the run, if anyone forgets that at home. But, I mean, the team just look mentally exhausted, don't they? I know when people are saying it's a transitional season, but, I mean, is it lack of investment from the owners? Is it... You know, a bad patch is if the team's getting old. I mean, what do you reckon, Keith? Um, probably a mixture of everything you just said. It's a truth, you know. Um, you know, I think at one stage the midfield was getting labelled most of the problems, but the whole team at the moment, you just can't put your finger on it. You know, you're coming out the ground, scratching your head, thinking, what's going on here? Because it's just not the team that we're used to watching, even as you just said, then when we've been getting beat. In the years gone by, you know, we've gone down with a bit of a fight. At the moment, we're going down with a whimper, aren't we? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 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 an hard one to sort of put your finger on. You know, I do believe that obviously the manager's doing his best to turn it around. I think the coaching staff are obviously, hopefully, in the background trying to turn it around. I think it's a lot. I think it's a mixture of everything. But I think the biggest thing we're lacking is a bit of a confidence throughout the team, and also a bit of a some fresh legs, basically. You know what I mean? I know we're trying to improve that by bringing younger players in. And obviously, some of them have done good for us. You can't deny the happens. They have done better than the players they've replaced in some respects. So, maybe it's just, as you say, transitional period of time where we're trying to replace the old guy, for want of a better phrase. But you can't deny that we still need some quality players bringing in who aren't young kids, but aren't, who, aren't, who aren't old but sound staffed, who are in the prime of the career. To replace the players who, who've done great jobs for us, but are on the yeah. way off. So that's an easy thing to say. It's an hard thing to fix. Yeah, I mean, John. I mean, somebody. You know, the players aren't getting any younger, are they? But I mean, is it is it down to a case of that that you know you need fresh light? It doesn't look like the January window now. Whether that's because the players aren't available at Klopp once, we don't know. Remember all this uh, a while back when Van Dijk and everyone was going by. By Kula Bally, by this such and such a player, by him, and he waited for Van Dyke, didn't he? Because that's the player he wanted. Is it a case of that, do you think? Or, I mean, well, well, Klopp never gives any impression that he can't have or, or get a player that he, he, he wants, so he does seem to be happy to, to wait until it's someone who he believes is the right player and someone that. That, that he wants. I, I think the problems we've got is not just about let's sign another player, hopefully a midfield player. It's it's deeper than that. I think yeah. we played, was it 63 or 64 cup finals last year? Yeah. You know, and I think it's a definite factor. I think a few of the players are just absolutely um, gone because of last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, I think also the injuries, particularly to Jota, because Jota missed a lot before he came back and then got injured again. And yeah. Diaz, highly significant. Yeah. You know, you've got two quality players there that you've hardly seen all season. 
And I think then a third factor, I think some of the, and it may be the first reason that I said why they like this, but some of the more established and experienced players, if you like, including like Mo Salah, just haven't been, I'd say, consistently oh. enough the whole season. Maybe the reason for that is what I said, number one, the after effects of last season. Yeah. So Mono. I don't know whether the answer is we just buy midfielder X and it all goes away because I don't think it does. No, no. I think it's deeper than that. Mono, I can see it on camera. I've seen it scratching your head there. Is that what it's come to? We just don't know what it is. Is it lack of investment? Is it, is it you know, players are getting too old? We need fresh legs. I mean, Klopp, Klopp's come out and said, hasn't he, that, you know, he doesn't want to play Monopoly football. But that's what the fans are clamouring for, isn't it? They're clamouring for fantasy football. Let's buy this player. Let's buy that. Maybe, you know, let's face it, we all want you Bellingham to come, don't we? Or maybe he's just not available now and no no amount of money is going to change Dortmund's mind. As you say, it's a collection of everything. Uh, tiredness, um, fresh legs are definitely needed. I think, you know, going on, going on years by in the 70s, let's go back to when we, you know, when we were kids going to game and no matter what, what we won, we won the league, we won the European Cup or the, whatever, whatever trophy we won, we always thought someone in the yeah. season, you know, in the close season, then we yeah, to keep, the, players, keep, really keep, keep the fresh legs going, keep keep the, keep the squad on top of the game. Um, we said this on the on numerous occasions about you know, uh, FSG got out of jail over the years with Klopp for his for his yeah. management, and obviously you know we had to buy to sell all the way through the, this period more or less, but Klopp's got absolute best amounts of plays, you know that. We all could have wished for these last seven years or so, and all the trophies that we'll. Let's not forget two games made last year from winning a quadruple, and yeah. it's the same squad. Yeah, only yeah. months later, apart so, from Mane, apart from of course Manny, from Manny going, yeah, but but what's yeah, but then we we bring you know we brought Nunes in sixty million, yeah. whatever, whatever it was sixty five or whatever you know, and um, and everyone's you just with the air on the FPs. Everyone wants the marquee sign. Everyone wants. The Bellingham signing, signing, don't he? Don't yeah. he? Now, I'd love him, you know, because I think he'd, he'd be absolutely brilliant for us, and yeah. that's what we needed. But it's not just the Bellingham that's going to, the way we're playing now. Go yeah, back to yeah. like the other year, Pete, in the pandemic, when you know we lost the six games. Yeah, you know, there was because Van Dyke no, was out, wasn't it? Basically, yeah, well, there was no clamor then, you know, and we can go back to saying why didn't FSG go go and buy centre half at the time when we were persevering with you know, uh, Reese Williamson and. Uh, not Phillips, yeah, you know. So it, it's 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 ongoing. This it's no, it's it's not as if it's just appeared. You know, it's been ongoing. Then, you know, we thought we'd be all right for strikers recently because we've got about five good strikers now. Now, unfortunately, yeah. we we got four of them injured. Yeah, more yeah. Less, you know, and it's it, it is as as John just said then. So it's a collection of everything. It's loss of form. I look, you look at Arsenal now. You know, they want to set it up last year. Yeah. But yeah. they've been winning games, get a get a like Man United. Yeah. All of a sudden, the confidence in them because they're winning games, confidence mm-hmm. breeds game after game. Well, yeah, you remember, uh, you remember the uh, the game at the Emirates for lo- lo- large periods of the game, we outplayed them totally, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal, you know, you remember that, and like I think we should have got at least a draw, you know, out yeah, of that obviously game, for you know? a dodgy VAR decision against us. You know, yeah. uh, it would have been a different story, but you know, we get them four and against. So, 
you know, there's by the by in it really. But to put your finger on it, we really don't know. As you just said there, you come out the game going, what happened there? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we, we got it, we got the win at Wolves, uh, I thought we battled really hard. We, we pressed good, like like in the past, more than the first half. I think it was when we made the subs in the second half where we sort of uh, went back into a bit of a defensive mode again. You know, Wolves come at us a bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we got we the wrote, win. We certainly, against Wolves, we certainly rode our luck, but we went through, didn't we? You know, but yeah. we rode our luck. The last 10 minutes, they did pile on the pressure. Like, But it was great to see uh, Batacek, you know, playing and, and doing so well. And he got the start against Chelsea. So it means, you know, Klopp is like, you know, he's putting faith in the youngsters. But, I mean, Keith, is it a crisis? I mean, we lost those two games, Brentford and Brighton. But if we'd won them, there wouldn't be this clamour, would there now? There wouldn't be what's going on in the no, internet. I, 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 think, I think the crisis is, is a, some people may say, I certainly think it's a strong word. Some people may say it's not. I think I don't think it. Well, it is the defeat, but it's the manner of the defeat, won't it? Let's be honest yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But in Brentford's case, if that one from Nunes would have gone in, which it did, that Ben me on the line, who knows yeah. what the, the game would have been? Brighton was a bit of a different story. We didn't get going against Brighton at all. No. Uh, so I think it's the manner of the, the way we've been getting beat, rather than the, as much as the defeat itself. Sorry, because we're just sort of going out with the damp squid, aren't we? So yeah. But you know, in the end, we the the players. I would suggest doing the best, but for some reason it's just not clicking with them. You know, we're mm-hmm. not. We, we 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 seem to concede the first goal too often, and then the Reds go down, and they can't seem to battle back into games. Teams are doing to us what we used to do to other teams. They're out battling us. They're out, you know, yeah. putting us under pressure on our own half, and we can't cope with it. We know we're losing the ball, you know, high up outside our box, which is what we used to do to other teams. A lot of teams are playing the way Liverpool played when we were under club when we yeah. were. Well, that's obviously, it's, you know, it's not hard to do that. I suppose you've got to get a load of fit players in some respect, but good players and organise them to play the way you want them to. But we yeah. just can't seem to, we can't seem to outfight teams at the moment, which is a bit yeah. of a worrying thing in that respect. Um, mm. And the younger players coming in, certainly against Wolves, the Batichetta, and, you know, he, he had a very good game last year and he deserved his place against uh, Chelsea. He was a much I don't better think, I don't think any of us have mastered the pronunciation yet. No, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. call him badge. <laughs> but, he, you know, he's a better bet than, than uh, in my opinion, than Cater at this stage. Yeah. Cater shouldn't be playing for us, ahead of him anyway. If, if, that's mm. the, if that's the choice he's making, the kid should get a game ahead of Cater, in my opinion, because he's, yeah. he's a better bet all-round all round player at the moment. So yeah. these are the conundrums that Klopp's got to sort of work out, Annie. Because Harvey yeah. Elliott, yeah. you know, Harvey Elliott, again, the poor kid, Gets slaughtered sometimes. He scores a great goal against Wolves. He puts his yeah. heart and soul into the game. You know what I mean? He's only a young kid. You've got to give the lad a chance. But unfortunately, yeah. in this day and age, through the internet and everything else, these kids get slaughtered and it's bang out of order. You've got to get behind them, get them back them, and you'll see the best of them. You'll see more of them now. John, is it just looking like at the moment that we're just lacking pace? And, and you know, it could be a, it could be a mental thing, doesn't it? But it looks like Fabinho, he looks like his... His twin brother, who's never played football before, doesn't he? I mean, you know, he looks like he looks like he's running in 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 treacle, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, he, he may be one of those who's um, got the hangover more than a couple of others, you know, from last season. Yeah, he's never one. from that injury. He's never really recovered. It was Aston Villa, wasn't he? Done that. He never really recovered properly since then, has he? But 
if you remember him in his debut against Arsenal a few years ago, everyone was saying, he's not a Liverpool player, he's too slow. Well, he's back to looking like that again, isn't he? He, he is a bit, yeah. Um, but I think I think there's probably a bit of just a lack of confidence as well with, with him sometimes. Um, they're still trying to play out from the back like on Saturday and Chelsea were really on to us, you know, for, you know, pushing right up. Um, yeah, yeah. And though we're still trying to do it, uh, we weren't quite quick enough. Yeah. And at times it was a bit of a desperate clearance from Alison. Yeah. Well, the fluidity seems to have got. I mean, you look at it, you look at the way Arsenal plays, and it's a lot of it's one two touch football, like Liverpool used to do. But that seems to have gone, doesn't it? And that is down. A lot of it is down to confidence, isn't it? And I think people not wanting to make a mistake because of you know the. Uh, you know, repercussions of that, you know? Yeah, of course. You know, but we, we go back to the Wolves game, uh, that first half, I thought we we played very well. You know, we, we were closing down. And listen, you know, as Keith just said there about uh, Elliot, you know, remember last season when he, he started all the, the first 10 games, was it, whatever yeah. it was, before he gets injured, you know, yeah, against yeah. Leeds. And he, honest to God, he was like man of the match every game. He was brilliant. Yeah. And since he's come back, he hasn't hit the heights. So, as Keith said, you know, everyone's ready to condemn, uh, you know, a, a player after a couple of bad games. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's unfortunate that it's, it's a collective now. It's, it's, look at the pace we got. Nunes, the pace out of him, Salah, you know, yeah. uh, Trent, when he, you know, runs down the wing. We've got we've got a lot of pace. So, it's 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 just. I really can't put my finger on it, honestly, God. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we ask, let's, let's see, scratching our heads going, what's going wrong with our team here? Yeah. You know, and, and like, I think Klopp said, you know, when he comes back from Dubai, you know, he said, you know, the lads are there and to go, we're all, you know, already second half of the season, more or less, after the World Cup. Um, but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't this year, have we? And every game, you know, we think this will be the one, like we did with um, Brighton during the week, you know, uh, we were fortunate, we thought it was a penalty, but, um, uh, Alison brought the, 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 uh, the striker down, but yeah. VR it wasn't. But we said at our time, we went down for the points, and we said, got out of jail there, really, because we thought it was a pen uh, mm. at first. Uh, we'll win this now. We'll come back and say, and we just couldn't get gone next minute. Massive yeah. gives the ball away, 2-0, uh, game over. Yeah, and yeah. lo and behold, it, it, you know, it, an old-timer, as a Lallana, is running rings down us in midfield. And now, yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, so it's, it's you know, we can moan about like you know, um, when when the, the line was here at times, you know, he used to get sticky because he wasn't quick enough, but yeah, you can, you can still turn the run at, at an age, you know what I mean? But yeah, you, you need you need the whole team to play. You, you can have one or two players who are having a one off days, but you can't have a collective of the majority mm. of the team, and that's what's happening almost every game. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. I mean, Keith, in terms of, you know, the Chelsea game, you know, I mean, we were all staying with me at half time. We were lucky, you know, to not concede there, you know. But, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea and another team, like, they've spent lots of money, haven't they? But they don't seem to be clicking right, you know, and they don't seem to be... So, <coughs> but, I mean, to get that result... The only positive we could take from that after we were in the pub afterwards was, at least we kept a clean sheet. That's the only positive we could take out of it, wasn't it? Because apart from yeah. that, you know, we just looked like a, a team dead on our legs, didn't we? 
Yeah, it was a disjointed day uh, display. You know, and I know you can't blame it like with that. To me, it was just a typical 12 30 kickoff on a Saturday afternoon. The flat, the atmosphere was dead again. Inside well, the ground. Funny, sorry Everyone, to interrupt, Keith, but funny you should say that because I'm interviewing at the end of the show, we're interviewing uh, a Boston Globe journalist called Michael Silverman because he was over last week uh, for the Boston Globe uh, to look at, uh, you know, to interview a few people. And he said uh, the one thing that took from the, the match against Chelsea was what a brilliant atmosphere it was. And I said, what? And he said, oh, well, I've got nothing to compare it to. But that was like a playoff game in baseball or something. It was brilliant. Just, it just shows you what it's half the standards we've set. That's what it is, isn't it? He mustn't be able to understand what the Chelsea fans were singing at the time, must he? Uh, no, but anyway, no. that's another story. But, you know, again, people are quick to judge and jump down people's on jump on people's backs when they make a few mistakes, and that you know, but you tend to get that. Uh, I do feel these these R twelve kickoffs are very you know, yeah, detrimental to trying to get a game of football going. To be totally honest, yeah. Um, but you're right, you know, the most important thing out of that game on Saturday was that we didn't get beaten. We kept a clean sheet because it was a very disjointed display. You know, it was a hard watch one. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, from start to finish, you know, we had a we had a few fleeting moments where we could have scored. But predominantly, you know, they had probably the better chance, but he did have the better chances. He brought that lad on, Mitterrand, whatever his name was, the lad he just brought in. You know, he skipped through us a few times. He looked brilliant, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he skipped through a few times. He should have scored, actually. You know what I mean? You yeah. couldn't really see it from where he had in the cup, but when you see it later on in the telly, he skipped around a few players and he should have really scored, actually. But he had to side netting. Um, so, yeah, they brought a load of players and they've they spent. I've seen something somewhere that might be wrong that. That new owner spent more money since he's been there since than Klopp spent in the whole time he's been at Liverpool. Yeah. That's that's correct. So that that just tells its own story about yeah. where we are as a club, uh, and we're we're battling with these type of clubs to try and keep keep they challenging them. So it's it's hard to do, isn't it? We keep doing it. You know, Klopp's pulled that many rabbits out the hat, hasn't he? Over the years yeah. of signings that he's brought yeah. in, you know, he hasn't. Yeah, you could you could argue Kate has probably been his worst buy because he's not done what he thought we would do. But predominantly, everybody else has been brilliant. So, can he keep doing that under this current ownership with what he's got? Hopefully, he can do. You know what I mean? Because he, you know, he's staying to, to rebuild the team, and he's got to be given a chance to do it. And the fans have got to get behind him while he's doing it. John, he did. He did say recently uh, with an interview on BT Sports that um, you know we signed a new contract in uh, last April, so we could be here to rebuild the team. So that's you know that that's what he was saying. So. But he was also saying, but to do that, he can't do it overnight. And I think Chelsea have proved that by splashing the money, you know, and it, it, they can't, they're not a team yet, are they? But is it a case of it's a transitional season and we've just got to accept that? Or is it a case of, you know, no, that's negligence from the owners and they should have given them a load of money in last summer, you know? No, no, because I think if you, if you think back to... It was July sometime. Klopp said he, he spoke about his midfield and he named eight of them. And I know Oxley Chamberlain's in there and Milner and what have you. But Klopp said, I'm happy with the midfield that I've got. Yeah. At that time, I think, I wasn't sure whether the two Shimai had gone already. Yeah. Maybe exactly. it had. But he said, so he, either Klopp's not speaking the truth when he says these things or. He is happy. Um, yeah. This um, 
Uh, how did you describe it? Tran transition. Maybe it's come just a little bit quicker than he expected. Because, yeah, maybe he thought, I've signed a long-term contract because I'm going to rebuild. But maybe he just didn't expect it to come so soon yeah, with yeah. the midfield that he's got available to him. Because if he did expect it to come soon, he certainly wasn't suggesting that in July, I think, end of July, when he said, I'm happy with the midfield um, core that I've got, yeah. with the selection that I've got. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, Mono. Did he say at the time I've got seven or eight midfielders? Remember, remember. Can I, uh, that's it's probably yeah. the same statement that you're referring I think, to. Yeah, I he think said that's... he was happy with what he's got. Yeah. But even even we said at the time we we add someone to it. You know, add you know, get a bit more quality. Yeah, more because we, we because we, we knew because we knew the injuries that we can get that you, yeah. any football team can get. You, you, you're right. We did, but he didn't. And he's the manager, and, and yeah. that's what I said five minutes ago. He's never actually sort of said, has he? I'm not happy that I'm not being allowed to get what I want. He's never ever said that. No, he's manager. never said that. No, he's never said that. No. So I mean, you know, he's either play, he's play, either being diplomatic, or, or very, very good. Yeah, or he's right. thinking these, these are the two ones I want in the summer. Not available to the summer, but I'm waiting for them. You know, but we don't know, do we? It's all speculation, Keith. Yeah, you know, obviously when he's said that in July, he's on the back of nearly winning four trophies. Yeah. So yeah. he's obviously looking at it in that respect, saying, you know, we kick on again. But I don't think I've not heard Klopp blame the fact not that I'm, I might be wrong, the fact that we nearly won four trophies and they've been, you know, physically and mentally exhausted because of that effort. It's had an adverse effect on the on the start of the season. I've not heard him say that. Not that I haven't. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I haven't heard that. Now, if he's had a he either thinks it and not saying it because he doesn't want it to affect the players, or he's just being caught out by surprise by like everybody else. Because, as you say, if he says in, in July, just after we nearly won four, four trophies, I'm happy with him in midfield, it's on the back of what we've done that year. And he's yeah. probably thinking we're going to do the same again. So, you know, yeah. a lot of things have transpired to sort of work against us in some respects. We've yeah, had injuries yeah. to key players, as John alluded to. And we've had loss of form and loss of confidence. So, it, it is a perfect storm for us. And, yeah, I just think you, you never like to see enough. You know, even when we lost them six games in the bounce, you know, under in the, the lockdown, we come back with with a fight and got into in the Champions League, didn't we? Right at the end of yeah. the season. So you never like to see enough with Liverpool. You shouldn't have to. You should never do it. No, but, but, but we're halfway through, aren't we? We're nineteen yeah, but, games, aren't we? Yeah, but again, you know, I know we'll probably go on to this in a minute, and you know my feelings on it. Like, but we've got to stop listening to the moaners and get behind the team because people are moan for the sake of moaning. You don't have them, to me, in my opinion, don't know what the moment about half the time. You just want to moan yeah. because everyone else is doing it. And it, it just gets lost in the noise. You've got to, you've got to trust the manager to do his job. I know yeah, the so owners are backing. What are you saying? Unless, unless the manager, unless Klopp comes out and says, look, I'm not getting what I want. You know, it's, you, you, you know, yeah, FSG out, uh, people on the internet. You can't really go with that because... It was only it was only with when Benitez started uh, feeding journalist stories about the death on the club, wasn't it? That all the protests started. But yeah. it, what you're saying is, if Klopp's happy and he's gonna he's here for the long term and he's gonna it's gonna be a transitional period and he's gonna rebuild the team. Are you happy with that? Or yeah, you know, because just, just a year Klopp said that. Shot forward this season, don't he? That's what. Just a year Klopp said six months ago at the end of the season when we nearly won four cup four cups, you know, unprecedented. Listen, fans, yeah. we've had a great season here, but, you know, next season we're probably going to struggle a little bit because we're going to be in a transitional period 
But trust me, I know what I'm doing. What yeah. do you think most people would have said? Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Get on with it. Yeah, because most people are going with the match, yeah. Because he accepted because he, he knows what he's doing. But you know yeah. the sense he knows what he's doing. Okay, do you know like the what we're going through now? You know what? He said it at the end of the game in Brighton the other week. Um was this our Barry Envy moment in in the FA in the FA Cup when we got knocked out? And that's when Shankly knew he had to change the team. Yeah. yeah. And again in 73, when Star we we got to change our style of play. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying Klopp's gonna change his style of play, but what I'm saying he had to change, he had to rebuild twice yeah. after the sixties. So if if Klopp's gonna build it's it's this transitional um uh, uh, season coming, obviously he's gotta go and buy players again, hasn't he? You know, or did yeah. they come in over over a period of you know this season and next season, but where does that take us then? But also, you've got to get the, the players who were injured, as John said before. We've got some key players injured, yeah. If you get them back, yeah, it's a massive, I, I, it's a massive yeah. boost for the I agree. team, yeah. So, and, and that, sorry, sorry, mate, go on. go on, yeah. So that that brings it all to what we said about our playing as a team with a lack of confidence because of what, what's going through. Listen, they, they, what's going on, on on social media? The club find out it all, you know, they're all not daft, they all they all, they all hear it, they all see what's yeah, going on. And and it, it does maybe it does affect them. You know, we only go see what's happening over the park, you know, the other team in the city. The way it's affecting them. You know. Do you think though if, if we'd have, if we'd have got results against uh, Brentford and Brighton, do you think there'd still be this outrage on the internet like? Well, there was no outrage last season when we you know, we've always had the um, FSDLs. People and listen, yeah. everyone's everyone's got their own mind to it. Whatever, yeah, yeah, it's, course, you know, yeah. it's it's no no problem that way. Um, but PSF, we keep saying four two games away from winning four trophies last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Was there any was there any um, outrage then? Really, you know, yeah. as the way it is now, it's it's the isn't is the you know we are unfortunate we're not playing well. And by the way, this is the way football is. You know, we yeah. you know we've been following that club for over fifty years, so we we've, we've been there and done it all. So. We know what it's like to not to win and not to win trophies and to play bad and to feel bad at, at the end of every week, you know. But we've all had good times as well. So this is where, as a collective, yeah, we, you know, you, you've just got to trust the manager and um, stick together. Well, you know, let's let's be honest. FSD will said they're for sale or do you want investment? Yeah. So if the if if they are for sale, whoever comes in, whatever it is, but it's we don't want another exchange left, do we? No, because no. that this is where this is where this is how we, that's why FSG come in because if it's when we got rid of um, Gillette. So whoever does come in, it's it's got to be in, in in the right manner for you know. For and that was deals. a te- that, that was a terrible period because you felt physically sick sometimes, didn't you? When you know uh, the home the home crowd returning against the protesters. Now you yeah. can't find anyone who didn't protest against Gillette. It's and you know it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's all about. It's all about perspective, isn't it? But in John, though, on on Sat, you know, on on Sunday against Brighton, we've got to win that game, and haven't we? You know, to uh, basically, you know, we've got, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of our only chances, isn't it? Silverware, you know. Yeah, it's it's absolutely vital, and I would hope that as it'll only be two weeks or whatever since we were well beaten at Brighton. And there's a few, you know, little things said by the Brighton players in the press after the game yeah. about how easy we were, blah, 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 that our players will have a, 
to- whenever eleven go out on Sunday, will have a totally different attitude and yeah. a determination to to put it right yeah. and win the game. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, I mean, Keith, in terms of in terms of that game, it's it's a massive game now, isn't it? It's an absolutely massive game. Whereas in the past, Klopp hasn't really treated the FA. He did last year, but the FA Cup hasn't been a priority. But I think now it's it's become you know a pivotal game, hasn't it, for the season? Yeah, you know, and, and Jurgen Klopp says the next game is the most important game in every game we play. But as you say, his past record will tell you that the FA Cup and the League Cup doesn't really come under that under the way that happens sometimes. But next Sunday. Is you know every game is a must-win game. We say this every week for Liverpool, but as much as we want to win, we want to see a good performance as well, don't we? You know, we're not saying we're certainly not saying we want to get beat, but the performance has got to match the results in some respects, hasn't it? You know, we yeah, get yeah, back yeah. to winning ways with a good performance. Great. Obviously, if we can't and we get through, great again. I'm no problem with that. I still want to get through. But if we can reproduce some of our better better form, even a fraction of it, we'll be a much better side anyway. Um, but I do think. And it sounds a bit silly. It'll be. It'll depend on who he picks. You know what I mean? Is there's, yeah. you know, there's certain players in the team who slow us down, and certain yeah. players who come in quicken the pace up and make make us a better team for it. So that's that's the manager's choice now, and he should know that more than anybody. But yeah, we've got to win next Sunday. It's simple as that. Yeah, um, John. In terms of the, the whole, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm talking to Michael Silverman uh, from the Blossom Globe after after the podcast. Uh, and he he's, he was sort of like saying that he felt that you know FSG wanted investment rather than uh, that's the that's the word on the street in Boston and he's the sports correspondent for the Boston Globe, so he's saying as far as he's aware it's that they want investment. Well, a lot of people are going to be at, unhappy at that, aren't they? Because they want they want to see them gone, don't they? Um, I, I, yeah, I suppose a lot of people do if you if. If all you do in your life is uh, look at Twitter, but why would you want to take a? You know, most people on Twitter are called LFC Fred or whatever. You don't even know who they are. They might be a twelve-year-old or or they might be a Man United fan just winding people up. If people yeah. have got real opinions like that on Twitter, why don't they go on there under the proper name and tell us where they're from? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so a good why, point. Why take any notice of 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 yeah. um? It's a good you know, point because uh, there is one which called for a protest before the Chelsea game called Cop Connection. And I invited them on uh, last week for the podcast. It didn't happen anyway because there was uh, a bereavement um, and we couldn't do the podcast. But I invited them on and they refused. And they said, no, no, we'll, we'll come on when Qatar buys Liverpool. You know, so just totally anonymous and won't even come on a platform where you can speak to them. Because well, you there you go, so, then, you know. so just ignore them. Well, no one turned up to the protest, did they? You know, I'm not, I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not saying match-going fans aren't angry because some of them really are, and there's no doubt about that whatsoever. But it's a difference between being angry about the future of your club if you're going to get top four or the existence of your club. I think that's the difference. When the when when all the protests were happening, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's about the very existence of the club, wasn't it? Absolutely. If if Vixen Gillette stayed, the club would be finished now. The club would be dead. Yeah. Maybe at best Division 3 have not totally wound up. 
I don't see how people can't get that. What X and Gillette were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one, no one at the time. There's only Mono at the at the time. The most we ever had on process was five thousand, wasn't it? So, you know, that was like a tenth of the ground. One uh, stayed behind, maybe. You know, so that was you know one in ten, ten percent, ninety percent. You know, were probably. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. They never change anything, and that you know. Yeah, listen, we had mates, you know, who didn't believe. I, I, I could never believe it really, because, listen, you know, we're no financial experts or whatever. We're not bankers, but we could see what was going on, and I, I couldn't believe that other fans, uh, like-minded fans, maybe just wanted uh, stop moaning. It'll, it'll be all right. That was, that was the always the thing. But yeah, it'll be all right. But yeah. no, it wouldn't be all right. It's not going to be all right. If we don't do something, we're going under. We are. Yeah. We're not going to exist. And then, you know, we all, we all, obviously, everyone got behind it eventually. You know, uh, I think the, the biggest one we had, I think it was 10,000, Peter, to be honest, when we yeah. marched from the, the supporters club up to the ground. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm talking about the, uh, yeah. in the ground process that time. Yeah, well, you know, we even, you know, the, the 77 call, also, you know. That was massive. You know, uh, you know that when uh, against FSG, was it? Uh, that was 10, you know, 10, 15,000. That's when, you know, obviously when all fan groups, you know, the Spine Cop, the, the, the SOS, yeah. everyone, and good, got all together with it. You know, and it was, yeah. that was, oh, that was fans being united, you know, and, and that's the way it should be. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. You know, I, I they've, they've set it up for sale, all the investments. Now, do you know they can't compete with City? Um, and Newcastle coming out now, and look at what yeah. Chelsea, Keith just said before, we know that he's spent in the last like six months, well, club spent in seven years, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So, if, the, if, if it means investing, so someone's got to give them half a billion quid to go and invest in a team to get this transitional period going, more or less, over, over sustained couple of years. You know, one player now, you know, FSG, Paul Liverpool for 300 million, you know, we've had this before on here, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, well, one player or, or more, more or less going to cost us 120 million plus his wages. So work that one out. You know what I mean? Uh, so they know it's not financial viable for them. That's yeah, why yeah. they want to sell probably. So, um, but if someone comes in with three or four billion pounds for them, they made one hell of a uh, profit on it. So if someone comes in with that kind of money, yeah. well, obviously they're going to spend that. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know. They're not going to give you that money for nothing, where it, and and start get buying players for twenty five million or whatever. Or, you know, with all due respect to players, that but it, you know, if they're good enough, whatever. Um, so I really don't um, don't don't know really who who they could sell to, whether yeah. you know it, it's Asia or you know one of the Arabic countries or you know another American company. We well, don't but know. The thing is, nobody knows. It's all speculation, isn't it? And people are always, I'm in the know. I'm in the know. And a lot of them are fake websites, you know, uh, the, the fake website, Liverpool websites, but put fake news. And, you know, people believe them, but we all know that they don't exist or it's just someone having a laugh. I mean, you're, you're lucky, Keith. You don't see it. You don't see it because you're not well, on Twitter. You know, that's my choice, isn't it? But I, I heard enough about what's going on. And I've said this a million times to, to Mono. We have lo loads of conversations about this. Is that... Me personally, I, I don't go on it because I think it's probably the worst thing in the world. Social media, it's called yeah. now you know, social that's, media. That, that's that's my own opinion about 
that, and obviously that's been a different time, a different story. But as John said before, they, they're all faceless people. Take an ocean, but I know what he just said and done. Take an ocean. I get that because obviously some of the people who do give some stick out are people who go to the match and they're quite entitled to their opinions. I'm not saying yeah. they're not, but be constructive in what you're saying. In my opinion, it's, it's, once FSG come into Liverpool, it didn't take long for them to everyone to understand the way their business model worked. And yeah. their business model worked for them to a T. They got great success on the shoe string, basically. Yeah. And and increased the fact increased the, the price of the club but tenfold, yeah. probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. everyone knew they were gonna do that. It wasn't hard to see it. They were always mm. gonna use Liverpool to finance themselves, really. Liverpool are self-financed in some respect. They've hardly used any of their own money. And what they have used, they've got back through different ways. Yeah. I.e., when they built a stand, they got it back through different ways. It's not cost them a great deal of money if it's cost them anything. Liverpool are self-sufficient. You know, yeah, you yeah. About meeting, you meet meeting that fella from the Boston Globe later. Now, we, we had a conversation when Nixon and GLS were in charge, yeah. or just after Nixon and GLS were taking over with the fella yeah. from the Newsweek, I think, in New York, not in New York, in Liverpool. And I said that, I've said this before. I said that at the time to him. Liverpool will be self-sufficient once we get rid of our debt. Like, I know Man United fans in work, they're the same opinion. They know that once... They, um, the Glazers go, they'll and they get rid of the death, they'll they'll be self-sufficient because we're massive clubs, we we produce our own money. Yeah. So in the end, FSG knew that they weren't taking the risk at all by Liverpool. They knew what they were getting. As long as you can make them successful on the pitch, they knew that they would get their money back tenfold, and that's what's happened. So yeah, fans yeah. shouldn't be really disappointed and and you know, saying what's this, what that they knew exactly what we were getting when he got these owners. Whether the dice owns or not, it's a different matter altogether. But yeah. don't start crying and moaning now because we've had one bad season, really, in the time they've been there. And, and trust the manager and let him get his job done. And I'm sure at some stage, the club aren't stupid enough. They're going to hang around. They're going to back him at some stage. Yeah. You've got to. Because if, if Jürgen Klopp kicks off, then they're in trouble then. Yeah, obviously yeah. at the moment, yeah. he hasn't done well, it. Well, I think that's the case, isn't it? If Jürgen Klopp came out with a statement... You know, all better off, aren't they? There would be, you know, it would be, uh, you know, there would be chaos. And, you know, we don't want to get back to that. People arguing on the ground and arguing the pubs and people falling out with each other and that. But, John, do you think it's inevitable, though? You know, the way sports are going, you know, you see your boxing matches going to the Middle East and, you know, clubs being bought by uh, states. Do you think it's inevitable that's the way? Because, obviously, with oil running out, a lot of these countries are looking for tourism and sports to for the future, aren't they? Do you think it's inevitable? Possibly. You know, I, I think one thing about if the European Super League had to come, we'd have been playing home matches in Qatar or New York or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was part of that plan. Maybe this is part of their thinking as well. Maybe they might just be happy that every summer that's where Liverpool are going to go for pre-season training and, and play all their friendlies in, in Qatar in the future if it was a Qatar owner. Yeah. You know, that's got to be part of their plan. You know, that's partly why they've done the World Cup and what have you. Um, but, you know, but just to echo what, what, what Keith was saying there, FSG set out their model from the start. What they, yeah. How they were going to run the club. Mm. And what failed was not FSG. What failed was UEFA in yeah. particular. 
and to a lesser extent our Premier League, but not much lesser extent, not being able to enforce the FFP rules that they put in place. I know, yeah, as if, as if Man City... That's what took FSG out. Yeah, as if Man City earn more than Real Madrid. You exactly. Know. It's an absolute so, joke, that, isn't it? That, that's just creative accounting, isn't it? Maybe a lot of the anger from LFC fled on Twitter shouldn't be directed at FSG, but directed at UEFA. U, UEFA, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. why? They, they're allowing Man City to to kid the world with the way that they're run as a club. Um, and for Chelsea to give eight-year contracts to players just so yeah. they can say it's not an £80 million fee, it's an £8 million fee. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's how they're doing it. Yeah. It would be, be good if we could get talking back to football, wouldn't it, Mono? But it looks like this is going to run and run, isn't it? This will go on into the summer. One. And we've, we, you know, over the years, last few years, we... We ran out of superlatives to talk about is this the greatest Liverpool team we've ever seen? And now we're arguing about finances again. It's it's absolutely doing me head in, you know. It's, bringing it's, old, it's, it's, bring, it's bringing a load of uh, negativities to it, you know, to everything to go on a match. Well, I feel, you know, yeah, last week when we went to the um, Brighton the other week, you know, it was all out then and, and wasn't much on the coach. Everyone's just talking about it. It's you know right. we, but when you go back to your social media, it's not a not a bend. It's an absolute swamp, isn't it? It's a so we said, look, you know, we know, we all know that FSG can't compete at this moment in time with with the with the uh, City and Chelsea, right? United yeah. keep spending as well, by the way. You look at their owners, yeah, yeah, you know, and they just keep spending, and don't be. Um, yeah, we've signed two players in, you know, Gakpo and, and Nunes. Uh, but we've, we we know we, we need to improve. You know, yeah. Klopp needs to improve. Said before, you know, it's our rebuilding time now. You know, we've had we've had an amazing number to see, uh, a couple of more plays in to bring it on. That's what we should have done over these past couple of years. Um, keep it all fresh, but they, they haven't you know done it to to the extent of 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 doing it every season. You know, when um, but, but the end of the day, Mono, unless Klopp comes out and says that, yeah, I, we get no, that piece. We've you know, got, a, we've, got yeah. we've got a we've got trust a back Klopp, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a trust in him, yeah. Um, yeah. but going back to your, your question, is that it's not going away, it's not going away until yeah. either FSG sell or yeah. they get this massive investment. Well, and it gives Klopp uh, a watch, he has to go to all compete with these other uh, four, three or four teams that, yeah, you know, yeah. that challenge. Well, now it's eight, it's eight teams that challenges at the moment. Yeah. Well, uh, you've been listening to Ali Rouge. We're going to hear from uh, Michael Silverman now, the Boston Globe correspondent. I interviewed him to see what his thoughts are. Thanks to Mono, um, Keith Colvin, and John Nicholson. And hopefully, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. And hopefully, we'll have a few results under our belt and we'll be talking about football again. Thanks very much. Keep on listening to all the Blood Red podcasts. Thank you. Allez le rouge. Allez le rouge on the Blood Red channel. Hello. This is Allez le rouge for the Liverpool Echo. And I'm delighted to be speaking to Michael Silverman from the Boston Globe, the uh, sports uh, reporter for the Boston Globe. And he, Michael, you came over last week to Liverpool, didn't you? Was that on a fact-finding mission to see how the fans felt about FSG or, or was um, it a holiday? 
not a holiday, although I wish I had more time to spend there. Uh, it was for work. It's a, yeah, it's a story about the club. We can yeah. definitely say that. Yeah. Hasn't um, come well, out yet. I haven't, haven't written it yet. Right. Okay. Because um, I believe I was talking to someone from Sports Illustrated recently, mm -hmm. uh, Jason Schwartz, who used to uh, be a journalist at the Boston Globe, uh, not the Globe, the Boston Magazine. And mm -hmm. he said that he was a Red Sox fan. He said the very disgruntled in in the Red Sox fan quarters about the way the club's gone. Mm -hmm. that, no, that that's uh, that's quite true these days. Even though they did um, they did recently sign one of the younger star players to a massive uh, three hundred plus million dollar you know multi year contract, more than yeah. a decade. Um, which is a pretty big investment, the biggest the team has ever made. However, um, the team finished in last place last year. And, right, uh, okay. Uh, there's, there, you know, how, how do you please sports fans? It's not so easy. Um, no. So there's, there's let, plenty of disgruntlement. They let two of the star players go as well as that part of the problem, was it? Yeah, I mean, I think they're... they're uh, see, unlike Liverpool, the Red Sox seasons... Uh, They've been, you know, they've won four World Series under Fenway Sports Group, but um, they've also experienced very low lows. They they tend to go up and down. It's a real roller coaster. They finish yeah. in last place, or they finish yeah. in first. At least Liverpool, I think, you know, they're never in danger of being relegated, of course. But a bad season for them is perhaps, you know, mi middle of the pack, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. So well, they, they don't have the the wild swings that the Red Sox have had. Which yeah. is frustrating for fans, I think. There's, there's a lot of fans now in Liverpool thinking that you know the lack of investment in in the squad is is damaging the club, and uh, you know we nearly won four trophies last year, which is unprecedented, never been done before, played in every game. But mm -hmm. this season, you know, as, as you say, uh, we, we've been struggling a bit, and people are saying that's because they haven't invested, haven't put money into the team, and helped Klopp. Um, what do, do people in at the Boston Globe do they think FSG put Liverpool off for sale? But they, do you think they're they're trying to sell the club or they're looking for investment? Is it? I mean, what's the general impression in Boston? Uh, well, I, I think you know we we go by what we what we hear and occasionally what we hear right here. Um, and you know, as of today, as we speak, uh, the latest information i have and certainly there could be talks going on as we speak that we don't know about and we won't know about for some time we never know or it could be completely quiet but the latest is that they're more interested in selling they want to retain full control but they need or recognize they want new investors um yeah to compete with the likes of uh, we're, we're all well aware of what you know man city has man city going and newcastle. right and, and, and newcastle yeah that'll, that'll probably disappoint a lot of fans because everyone was thinking it's up for sale and there'd be new owners and they'd be able to compete with City and Newcastle but there's also been talk about um, they bought the Penguins in 2021 did they and now they're looking for maybe a franchise uh, for a, a basketball team in Las Vegas and also right. the Washington Commanders the NFL team is that are they all you know, wish lists <laughs> Um, I think definitely they're waiting for the NBA to announce expansion teams and obviously with LeBron James on board, yeah. perhaps that, that announcement's not imminent, 
uh, just as LeBron's retirement is not imminent, but both have to happen. Uh, LeBron, the rules are an active player cannot own a team, but it, it's well, been not, not a very successfully kept secret. Um, it's not a secret. They have said um, they are interested in the NBA expansion team. So yes, that's on the boards. Uh, the current NFL rules preclude them from uh, owning an NFL team because they have too much private equity in right. behind Fenway Sports Group. So until and unless those rules change, Fenway Sports Group cannot buy an NFL team. Um, if John Henry and other partners were to put together a private bid, um, they could certainly do that. But um, I don't. I, I think the preference there perhaps is uh, more for the rules to change before uh, going to private attack. And and frankly, the 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 word on the street is that Jeff Bezos owner of Amazon yep. Um, yep. kind of has the inside track there though. There's a complication there because he owns the Washington Post, which yeah. uh, the current owner, Daniel Snyder doesn't like, but that's really getting into inside football stuff. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, American football that is. I mean, there's been a lot of speculation in the, in, especially in, in Liverpool and on social media that they, uh, FSG need to sell Liverpool to be able to invest in these, in these other, uh, Ventures is it, do you think that is the case or is it is it no I, I mean from what I've been hearing no it's not this is no um, look I could be proven wrong like I said tonight or um, in the coming weeks and months but um, I've been told that that's they're not connected so yeah. um, which you know if they do wind up selling completely and fully which you know, right now, I, I think is perhaps not the outcome that they're looking for. Um, it's certainly, it'll go for a ton of money, won't it? And that can only yeah. help, help their bids in that department. But I don't think that that's um, at the moment what they're looking at. Yeah. I mean, Tom Werner said recently, said uh, people should know that it's not only our uh, brains uh, um, we're trying to fix the last place finish, but our heart is with the fans. And also, John Henry said, uh, we have a desire to win many more World Series here. As mm -hmm. long as we're healthy, we're going to be hopefully improving the stewardship of the Red Sox. They don't come out with statements like that about Liverpool Football Club, do they? Is that because they've had a lot of... I mean, John Henry was booed, wasn't he, recently in uh, in Boston? Is that... Yeah, he, he went to a, a fan event uh, in, in Western Massachusetts about an hour and a half drive outside of Boston. Yeah. And yeah, he was he was booed as as was the um, their chief baseball operations guy, uh, Hyam Bloom. Um, you know, fans are disgruntled, and um, they heard they heard plenty of boos. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but perhaps the last time John Henry spoke about Liverpool was his uh, apology after the yeah. Super League. I'm not sure yeah. if he's had made any comments since then. No, no, no. I, I, I can't recall any, any comments, you know, but in terms yeah. of, um, you know, obviously, how, how is it viewed in Boston that they still own Liverpool? Is it regarded as they take it, you know, their emphasis is on Liverpool or it's on the Red Sox? I mean, it must be pretty difficult to, uh, uh, for PR in that response, wasn't it, in mm -hmm. that regard? You know, because a lot of people are saying they're not interested in Liverpool. Liverpool fans, I don't know if you found this last week, but there's a lot of disgruntled people saying, you know, we 
he should be buying this player for 100 million or this player. Look at Chelsea, look at Man City, look at Newcastle. But yeah. Klopp, Jürgen Klopp has actually said he signed the deal, uh, the new deal to be uh, carry on being manager, the extension, uh, because he wants it's a transitional period when he wants to build a new team. I mean, what, what do you think the feelings are? I mean, is, do you get any gut feeling that FSG want to build a new team or is it? You know, if they've hmm. got a good offer, it's like anything, anything for sale, isn't it? If the offer's right. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, going back to what you asked about, I don't think Red Sox fans care a great deal about Liverpool. I don't know if there's, you know, and I don't think Liverpool fans necessarily care about Red Sox. They just no, want yeah. the owner's undivided attention, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's a that's a balancing act that a company like, you know, a sports conglomerate like Fenway Sports Group as they get bigger, they, that's up to them to, to manage um, yeah. and how they're going to um, assuage fans yeah. and let them know that they're, they have their full attention. Um, you know, based on recent comments from Tom Warner and John Henry, they, they are fully focused on, on the Red Sox. Um, they they yeah. have, but by not saying that to Liverpool doesn't mean they don't have the undivided attention too, but you have the complicated yeah. factor that they've put the club up for sale, a fuller price. Well, so yeah, but much that more was complicated and yeah, you know. that that was a leak, wasn't it? Though they didn't actually announce that, did they? I think it was leaked by somebody that they. Um, um, yeah, they they did confirm. Correct. I don't think they were not proactive. I believe the Athletic had that story first. Yeah, and um, Fenway Sports Group was. Uh, they didn't hide uh in terms of like no commenting no commenting they put out a, a statement which you know indicated that yeah uh every every now and then this happens it was pretty yeah. indirect and not didn't really yeah. say a great deal of concrete issues but um yeah was there any revelations from your visit to liverpool did you you know did you, who did you meet did you meet did you meet anyone at the club or were you just trying to get a a general feeling of what the mood was and what the attitude was. Yeah, um, I I did run into Billy Hogan outside. Uh, outside, just bumped uh, into him. Yeah, <laughs> just happened to, um, and I've only spoken to him once before on Zoom, uh, while during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, uh, well, while doing a Mike Gordon story. Um, so, but the first time we met in person. Um, as far as big revelations, um, I, I'll save it for the story. But um, right. I, I, I enjoyed um, the experience at Anfield tremendously. The the atmosphere was just unbelievable and powerful, and um, never. I mean, kind of like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, which like, matches did you go to? Was that the? I was at the Chelsea match. The Chelsea game. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Uh, you know, well, a lot of people complain, and the atmosphere was terrible because it was half twelve. You know, but you, 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 you. Well, I mean, great. look, I had nothing to compare it to. If that's yeah. if that was a, a down, a low moment, um, I, I can't wait to come back for a, yeah. number one, a warmer day. Yeah, I only wish I had worn a couple more layers on Saturday. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> um, but I, I'm not complaining. I found the uh, whole pregame and during game atmosphere fantastic. I understand a zero zero, a nil nil. Yeah. Outcome is no one. No one enjoys that. But uh, yeah. and did you interview any fans about their attitude to FSG and whether they thought 
Yeah. Being good um, owner. I, or... I, I spoke to some fans. I did, yeah. And what was the impression you got off the fans? You know, I, 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 I'll save it for my article, okay? My bosses won't, you know, I, I think, like I alluded to earlier, I don't think fans on either side of the Atlantic are necessarily thrilled with the current day uh, situation. I, I bet yeah. you there's some fans who trust in FSG and there's many who can't wait for them to get out. I think it's all yeah. across the board, the spectrum. And, um, you know, I'm uh, so there's no scientific survey uh, right. done by yours okay. truly. Okay. And there's no intent, there's no trips to Qatar lined up or anything like that? Ha! <laughs> for, <laughs> for me, for, for the uh, Qatar sports group? No, um, and nothing at this moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, Michael. That, that that's brilliant. I mean, and did you enjoy the sights in Liverpool? Oh, very much. I mean, uh, yes. I, I found Liverpool just. You know, I didn't have enough time to, to explore as much as I wanted. Um, I did go down to the museum on the docks. Okay. Walked around a lot. So impressed that you guys don't allow cars in the in the middle of the city. There, it's all pedestrian zones. I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's very smart. And though I mentioned a lot of uh, Liverpool people rolled their eyes when I said this, but I found the trains to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and people just laugh that they think it's ridiculous <laughs> when I said that. If I say that, that should give you a clue what it's like in America. The yeah, yeah. The train yeah. system is just, it's awful. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the grass is always greener, but um, believe me, yeah. trust me, if you, if any, Britons want to come to America and want to travel around by train. Um, I suggest you look into that or give me a call on the side and I'll yeah. steer you away. <laughs> great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Michael. That's a great, uh, that's a great insight into, especially when you're saying you thought the atmosphere was fantastic and everyone's oh, yeah. complaining on Twitter that it wasn't. Really? So yeah. I'm so, there were complaints afterwards that, that yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. of the outcome or the uh, what? I think just because of you know it's a half twelve kickoff and it was nil nil and people yeah. thought there was too much groaning and complaining in the crowd. Oh, from the players to the refs, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, from the crowd to the players and and the ref, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could have used an interpreter next to me for some of the chants. <laughs> I mean, I understood the the song, of course, at the beginning, but. Yeah. It sounded like there was some brilliant chance that I just, yeah. I could have used the guide. But. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Michael. That's brilliant. And uh, right. if, any, if there are any developments, hopefully we'll be able to talk again in the future. Sure. Happy to, Peter. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Ali Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.